everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Colonel Talks Fashion. It has been such a long time. Uh, it feels weird to be recording again, but um, Rachel got a new internship. I got a new internship. The magazine launched, all the election drama, the COVID cases rising again. It has been a crazy last few weeks. But we sat down and we recorded a episode detailing how each team produced the magazine through COVID, um, what each position entails, kind of if you just wanted some more information about KRNL or our most recent magazine, this is the episode for you. So we sat down with Akira, Amber, and Allie, and they went over what they did for the magazine, like how they contributed and it was really interesting, so I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, guys, so today we have Amber, one of our photographers, and she's going to talk about what she did for the magazine and kind of like her process around um, how she takes photos. So, Amber, do you want to start off by talking about your position at Caranel and how you started? Yeah, so I've always kind of wanted to... Uh, work with this magazine. I've seen the content that got put out and I knew I had to be a part of it. And so I applied in the end of 2019 and then I interviewed in the beginning of 2020 and shooting with everyone, collaborating and seeing how everyone just works together. It was so much fun. And so I knew that I wanted to keep working with you guys and um, do as much as I can with Karen. So this semester was definitely a different one with different ways of doing things. Um, how was it being a photographer for this magazine, like following guidelines and everything? What would be your hardest moment of this semester? Um, I would say just having to shift around some of the more like technical aspects of the shoots. Um, but as far as the actual shoots go, besides like wearing the mask and doing it more outside, I wouldn't say that a whole lot changed specifically for that. Um, I was bummed that we couldn't work with vendors, but I also have my zoom lens. So getting the shots while we were actually on the shoots wasn't that hard. So we have we usually have three shoots for the magazine. So what would be your favorite fashion shoot that we did? I think I would definitely have to say the mass shoot just because it was so different from anything I've ever shot and different from what I've seen in previous issues of KRNL. It was super fun and the actual masks were so cool, not like your basic like blue medical mask. And then, of course, the makeup part, I really love that. And you did something really unique on that shoot with the colors. And I don't know the technical term for it, but you can explain it better than me. But the, like, film that you put over the camera, talk about how you made the photos look colorful like they did. Yeah, so we put colored cellophane over top of um, the lighting that we were using. And I was getting some color on the models, but I wasn't getting those vibrant colors 
that I was wanting. And so I took a piece of the cellophane and I had someone hold it in front of my uh, camera lens. And then I instantly, I was getting those bright, uh, vivid colors. And I used the, like a turquoise color. And I ended up really, really loving those because it almost, with the lighting, it looked kind of like we were underwater a little bit. And I thought it added a cool layer of um, detail. What was your favorite lifestyle shoot? I know we have like a favorite fashion shoot, but I know you and the group of photographers would divide up like who shot what lifestyle story. So what was your favorite of the magazine? I really liked the um, the black hair story. I thought that was really cool and really interesting. Um, another favorite, I don't know if I can if I have a top favorite, but another one is the social media influencer story. Um, My favorite part was getting to actually meet the people behind um, the story because they're just super fascinating and um, really creative. And they're also really just fun to work with and fun people to know. So we're starting to hire again and we're hiring for our photography team. Give a brief description about what being a care and out photographer kind of entails, like what your job consists of on the off season and in like our busy season. I would say that the number one thing is just um, being committed to and like wanting to get stuff done, even in the face of COVID and other obstacles that we've had to overcome and just willing to be on part of a team. That's a big thing, just wanting to collaborate with everyone. And that's one of my favorite aspects that I get to be surrounded by so many creative people. Um, And then just being committed to getting your work in on time, um, showing up when you need to be, um, making sure that you're paying attention to the little details, like is your, did your model leave a ponytail on her wrist or something like that? And just noticing all the little things and fixing those. And then just having fun with it because obviously this is kind of a job, but at the same time, it's a publication that everyone has so much fun with. And I think that's really important. Well, Amber, so what, those were all really great answers, and you're such a big part of KRNL. How did it feel having the cover photo? Okay. <laughs> I remember the Zoom where we were going over, like, oh, like, what pictures are we looking at for the cover photo? And I honestly didn't know what we were going to be Uh, what the options of photos you're going to be looking at. And then I saw one of my pictures from the mass shoot and I was like, you know what? That was a really good shot. And then everyone was like, what about this for the cover? And I was just like, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) But it was a big moment. Like I was so excited. I told like all of my friends and my roommates, I told my mom and she was like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Um, and it was just 
really like a, just a proud moment. So for people that have questions about KRNL or photography questions, where can they find you on Instagram? So my Instagram handle is shots by Amber and um, the shots, it ends in a Z, not an S because that was taken. <laughs> you can find me there. You can DM me. Um, I also have a link tree in my bio where you can get to my website and get my email um, and just ask any questions, whatever you need. Okay, perfect, Amber. Thank you so much for taking the time today to talk about KRNL and talk about this past issue. It definitely was great. The photos were great. The stories were great. The design was great. And it gets better and better every year. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, everyone. So we just spoke to Amber. So now we have Akira. And she's going to talk about her job at KRNL, kind of how she started, because she's been on both the Kentucky Colonel staff and KRNL. So Akira, if you want to tell us a little bit about how you started at the Colonel and um, about your position now. Hey, everyone. Um, so I'm Akira, as Rachel said. Um, so I'm a senior here at UK, graduating a semester early, but I've been with Colonel Media since my second year of college or my second semester of college. Um, I actually have been wanting to write for a school newspaper in some capacity since before I even came to UK. And I had went to an information meeting at the Colonel my first semester, but I was a little too scared to write because, I don't know, to me, it just seemed like a big step to like commit to something like that, even though I had always written. Um, so I actually got my start the next semester when one of my journalism classes were requiring publications for class. I went down to the office. I was like, hey, do you have a story for me to cover? Um, they gave me a story. And as I was going in there and asking the editors um, for any advice writing the story or what format they would like or anything, just because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, I jokingly said that I love editing. And if they're hiring, <laughs> I'll apply, which I jokingly said that, but I actually meant it because I actually do like editing things. And they hired me right after that. So I was hired as the assistant lifestyle editor um, for the spring 2018. And then after that semester, uh, I became the like head lifestyle editor. And I stayed there until fall 2019 or pretty much spring 2019 and then that's when I studied abroad and as I was actually studying abroad I wrote a couple articles from them um, but when I came back I didn't really want to write for the newspaper anymore because with newspapers you have weekly deadlines and those kind of like stressed me out and then that's when I was suggested to apply to KRNL because my advisors and my old boss um they all thought that, first of all, my writing fits magazine style, but also that I might like looser deadlines and longer projects. So in March of 2020, literally like the day that Corona hit Lexington, um, I became the lifestyle and copy editor of KRNL. So I've been here ever since working on stories, finding help with the magazine uh, content and online content. 
you told us a little bit about your job and your history at KRNL and Colonel, but um, talk about this semester. I know it was different with COVID, but kind of like the process behind writing stories, picking stories, and a little bit what you do behind the scenes. And not necessarily like on our off season, but also talk about kind of what you do on our busy time too. Oh, so with stories, I really honestly like for content team stuff, like even with the kernel, I don't really feel like it's something that you have to be face to face with. So thankfully, because of that COVID, I don't think really affected my job as much as it could have. I mean, the one thing that um, would have been nice would have been able to like meet with my team and meet with my writers and meet with my editors in person because it's just a lot easier to like brainstorm and like flesh out ideas and logistics for stories but most of the time I just um was on zoom with my editors like weekly or with my writers I'm talking to them through slack and just helping them work through story ideas so we have like this trail board and office uh, I honestly like having people pick up their own stories instead of assigning people stuff just because I am a true believer and if you're passionate about it um your work will speak for itself So I just let people choose whatever stories they want. And then we would work through the process Um, over a couple months. We would basically like outline what I expected for a story. The writers would go and interview people. And a lot of them just ended up calling people because obviously everyone's being affected by COVID. So that's the one thing that's pretty much good. Everyone having to adapt to phone calls and Zoom interviews and all that stuff. Um, so my writers and I, because I was also writing stories, would interview people and put it together, and then we would just meet um, a couple weeks for multiple different drafts until stories uh, came to fruition. During the off-season, everyone had a little bit more time. Um, it would probably, probably go weeks without talking to anyone while they were just working on the stories by themselves, but when it was time for the magazine to get published, it was like day-to-day hour by hour texting, hey, you need to fix this, hey, you need to fix that. Um, can you work on this a little bit? I want to restructure this and this. And so it got a little hectic with um, the deadlines coming up so soon, just because stories are literally like hundreds to thousands of words. And I, once again, I, like I said, I'm a perfectionist. I'm trying to meticulously comb them and polish them so that they're like the most excellent magazine pieces that they could be. For the makeup of the magazine, give the listeners some information about how many stories we technically take. Also, let us know what your favorite story was for this past issue. (laughs) So as we were planning for the magazine, uh, I was told we were trying to get between 10 and 12 stories to fit in a hundred page spread. And so I always like to aim for more just in case something falls through. Um, And in our magazine, I think we ended up having 11 stories, and one fell through, one fell through, and then another one we are saving for next semester. Um, So that was, that was a little bit stressful during that time, but honestly, because I had such amazing writers who went above and beyond with um, the lengths of their stories, because stories can be like super short, they can be like super long. A lot of them were like super long, which... Some people might complain about, but I think it's always better to have more and then cut than to like try to build from bones. 
um, but my favorite story at the magazine, and I don't want to seem like I'm gloating or anything, but it was actually um, one of my stories, just because it was a subject I've been passionate about for so long. It's black hair going back to their roots. I had been working on that story since March of 2020. Um, it started off as my capstone idea for my journalism class where I was going to have a video and everything. I was gonna talk to so many different people. Then of course with COVID happening, I wasn't able to like meet with everyone and flesh things out. And so I had to abandon the capstone idea. But then when I joined KRNL, I um, asked what everyone thought about the idea for the magazine. They said they loved it and so I ran with it. Um, I talked to, I think like seven or eight people for that magazine. And everyone didn't even make it into the story just because it would have been way too long. But it's just, the black hair is just something I've always been passionate about. I actually wrote an essay on it um, my freshman year for an honors class. I think it was like a 10-page essay or something. And I just think stories like that, like lesser known stories, um, highlighting like minorities or minority issues, I just think they're really interesting. And the photos for that were just amazing shout out to Isaac and Amber because they honestly killed it and the models of course they were lovely to work with not just as models but interview subjects as well like I told them too like when I went to the um, photo sessions because I was taking videos because I'm putting together another video project for that um, I told them I did not know what I was doing because I am a writer I am not a photojournalist and they were like so gracious about it so yeah that story it just has so many facets to it that I'm absolutely in love. And honestly, I feel like that story can be built upon for years to come. One thing that we really wanted to showcase this year was um, just making the magazine a sign of the times where people can look back on it and read the stories and figure out what was happening and like look at the photos. So how do you think the stories captured um, our overall theme? I think the way our stories captured the overall theme was basically um, the areas that they focused on, like highlighting, at least like for my stories, um, Black Lives, just because like the Black Lives Matter movement, highlighting um, DIY fashion stuff because where people locked up in their houses, basically, you have a lot of free time to start um, doing like your own projects. Um, with Rosie's stories about the letters from dad, it's, it was, it started off with like a quarantine project for great stories to make people smile. So I feel like though a lot of people, uh, a lot of people correlate coronavirus with negativity, I think our magazine did a good job of also highlighting the good that have, has come out of this year. Um, and honestly, I think that those are the kind of stories that needed to be told and needed to be told now, if not before. So I applaud everyone at the magazine, especially like my writers for being able to capture those stories in a timely manner that are a sign of the times. I couldn't agree more. And the content team did a really good job with this magazine this semester. But thank you so much, Akira, for taking time to be on today. Um, where mm -hmm. can people find you if they have any questions for you? Anyone can find me uh, at Akira Umar, so A-K-H-I-R-A dot U-M-A-R at U-K-Y dot E-D-U. That's my email. 
or even better, my Instagram at akira.m. So A-K-H-I-R-A dot M as in like Mahal, my middle name. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty much open to any questions at any time. Hit me up whenever. Okay, guys, so you just heard from Amber and Akira. So now we're going to hear from Allie and she's going to talk about how she started at KRNL and what she does now. So Allie, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, my name is Allie Diggs and um, I started with KRNL my second semester as a photo shoot coordinator. I found out about KRNL, um, one of my professors in Journalism 101 brought out the magazines and I quickly snagged one. And I was like, wow, this is, this is UK, like UK does this. And um, so I got involved and became photo shoot coordinator or a photo shoot coordinator last year. And it was amazing. And it was like the best semester of um, my freshman year. I got to go to New York with some of the staff and it was just, it was just an eye-opening experience. So it was pretty awesome. Talk to us a little bit about um, what you did this semester and what your position entails. All right, so I was given the position of lead photo shoot coordinator, and um, I worked very closely with our creative director, and I was also um, creative director assistant. So for lead photo shoot coordinator, I um, brainstormed with our fashion editor, Rachel Courtney, um, our photographers, and um, a few other staff members about what shoots we wanted to do in this issue and um, what models we wanted to have, where we wanted to shoot. And that's kind of, that's one of my favorite um, parts of like the beginning process of the new issue is just talking to everyone and brainstorming because we all are really creative so it's fun to um, sit there and come up with shoots and we had some great ideas but um, COVID definitely altered our view and image of what the shoots were going to look like how many models we were going to have we usually had a ton of people last semester at the shoots just helping everyone we had a ton of models for our not fall issue, but our spring issue. And it definitely looked different this year and COVID changed a lot, but I'm still really proud of our issue and how we got through it, even though COVID was a thing. But (laughs) yeah, I was really proud of what we came up with. And for creative director assistant, basically I am just watching Kindle very closely, trying to take notes of like, everything she does because she is a wizard with Adobe Illustrator and she's just brilliant and has some really great ideas. So just working really closely closely with her to try to learn all her tricks and her advice because she's been designing the magazine for a few issues now. So she's really good at it. So that was also really fun. So for photoshoot coordinating, what's the process or explain the process to like that that goes on behind the scenes like planning a shoot like for those that don't know like where do you even start 
when you have to plan a photo shoot? So Pinterest is always my best friend, like, and my algorithms like on Pinterest are amazing. So they're just always giving me really cool photos, like um, styles of shooting. And I don't know. So I just start making categories of or I guess boards of shoots. So like right now I have a bunch, like I have a fruit shoot like in my Pinterest with a bunch of pictures that pertain to that. And I just keep adding to it. And that really helps me, even though our photos don't look exactly like this, but I will show Amber and I'll be like, should we pose the model this way? And she'll be like, yes. And like, I'll show her the picture of it, show the model, the picture of it. And, um, Pinterest has been like my lifesaver and it's really nice to share like instead of me trying to explain a shoot to you Rachel or the, uh, the other staff like I can just send that Pinterest board and be like this is what I'm thinking this lighting these models and etc so that really helps but then also models um models can be tricky because people can be flaky and things come up in in their lives last minute, but we also have some really good models who we can always trust to be there and they're great to work with. And so it just depends. I, um, we always try to really get some diversity in our shoots and just pick people who are comfortable behind the camera, who are confident and ready to go. And we always have a good time. So yeah, that's pretty much the process, I guess, is a Pinterest board and finding people who want to shoot for you, which can be difficult, but it's gotten a lot easier for us. So our most recent issue came out a couple of weeks ago now. So what has been your favorite shoot? And um, do you have a favorite story? I know that you wrote this skater story. So if you want to go into depth on how that was. So my favorite shoot would have to be the mask up slash dream shoot. I was really excited for this shoot. So I watched Euphoria during um, quarantine and I made like a Pinterest board and I was like, boom, perfect idea. Euphoria slash dream shoot. Let's do it. Um, weird makeup, weird, weird colored lights. I want like confident models who like will pose weird for me and blah, blah, blah. And this shoot definitely... I mean, it's beautiful. I love all the shots that Amber took. It's our um, front page and it looks great, but it's definitely different than like how I pictured it. Like I wasn't picturing models with masks in January, you know, in the dream shoot, but I love it. I think it turned out great. And I loved how um, they are wearing masks and it looks really cool. We found a a girl who makes masks on campus and so it was cool to use her mask and I love how it turned out I loved I just loved everything about it so for sure that would have to be my favorite shoe I just I I love how it turned out Amber did an amazing job and she just really stuck with the vision that we talked about for months and it it turned out amazing so I was really proud of that one and I loved love loved the shots that Amber took. They were great. Favorite story in this issue? I would say um, I couldn't really pick one. I really 
I really liked all of them. Akira did amazing job editing mine. I had never written a story like a journalistic story like this. So I was, I was really nervous and needed a lot of help to like format it the way it should be. And she was just very helpful with that. And, um, she worked very closely with all the writers and I loved all the stories. So I couldn't pick a favorite for sure, but I was definitely proud of my story about woodland skaters. Um, so at first I was really drawn to like um, skate fashion. Like I feel like they exhibit their own fashion and brands have tailored to them. Like Nike has shoes for them now. Vans has always been around. Um, I'm trying to think of other brands. Like I know that if you look on most brands of shoes, they'll have a skate shoe. So I just thought that was interesting. And I wanted to, um, I've always thought Woodland Park, Skate Park, always had an interesting crowd. Like there was always art fairs around there. So I would walk around there um, when I was younger and it just looked like a fun community. Kids were skating, adults were skating, older people, teens, like literally everyone would always be in the park. I started to notice the fashion again. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do a story on Woodland Skate Park fashion. So I go there and start interviewing people. I was really nervous because I had never interviewed people like that. Again, I had never written a story like this. So I began interviewing people about their fashion. And then it just went a lot deeper than that. I was like, I can't just write a story about skate fashion. Like there's so much more to the people here. There's so much more depth. There's stuff they want to talk about and get out. And so it was just like a whole 180 of what, um, where I was going with the story. So I began interviewing more people and finding out that a lot of, like one of my interviewees referred to um, the park as his daycare because in the summer he had to be dropped off there because his mom worked really long shifts and didn't have anywhere to take him. So that was like his safe spot where he grew up. A lot of people really close. They're very open to everyone too, like everyone in the community. Like there's new skaters there. There's kids there some nights and everyone's just really accepting. And I was just, it was, it was tough to be like dramatic, but it was just, there's some beautiful people in that park. And it was, it was great to talk to them about skating something I just think of as like a cool sport or like cool fashion but it's so much more to a lot of people so it was just really cool to get inside that and um talk to a lot of people so yeah it was fun well thank you so much Allie for taking the time to talk today um where can people find you if they have any questions you guys are welcome to dm me my Instagram is A-L-D-I-G-G-S-7, and my profile picture is Scooby-Doo. So if you see that, then that's the right one. And yeah, DM me with any questions. I'd love to talk to you guys, and we love new people to join our staff. So thank you, Rachel, for having me too. This has been fun, and I miss you. <laughs> I know. I miss you too, Allie. Um 
we're starting to plan next semester, which is crazy, and applications are out, so you guys will definitely have to apply. Yes, please, please, please apply. 